This is Ball on Blast, part of the On Blast Podcast Network, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. If you like it, then subscribe and tell your friends. Holla. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're far too kind for tuning in once again to another edition of the Ball on Blast podcast. As always, my name is Sheldon Alexander, and I'm here once again with my dude, Andrew Webster Webby. What Yo. is good, man? What is good? Yo, just watch the fills, man. Watch my fighting fills. We're in the powder blues. Okay. Oh, we okay. got Reese Hoskins just flexing a, a, a two-run bomb here against the Nationals. Okay. Just watching some NL East baseball, man. I mean. Because we're in the doldrums of summer. Well. <laughs> Is there anything big happening in the NBA this week or anything? I mean, as much as I might want to see what's going on with the Mets, because the headline yeah, I saw no, today was <laughs> they might call up Tim Tebow. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> luckily, we do a basketball podcast, Webby. And luckily – my guy LeBron James is just trolling the NBA once again because this is the best time of the year. We are days away from yet another decision. Is this decision 3.0? Is that what we're going to call this year? I'd say decision 3.0. Now, obviously, LeBron's got a little more foresight that he's not going to uh, bring in uh, all the TV crews and the Boys and Girls Club of America somewhere <laughs> and do this live. Uh, I think we'll just... I, what do you think? Do you think we're going to get another kind of uh, uh, what's Derek Jeter's? Um, oh uh, no! So LeBron uses his own. I know you're the players. Oh, tribune, the undefeat. Yeah, so the right, players' no, tribune but, is Jeter's, right? Which is like in print. That's what Kevin yeah. Durant used, right? Um, LeBron's is the uninterrupted. That's his site, which is basically the same, but it's right. video, right? That's the idea behind it. So you think he's going to do it over video, over Instagram or something when he finally makes the decision? Well, the latest rumors had it that he was going to go to either something on his site or he's going to use the new uh, Instagram Live or Instagram TV. I think that's what it's called, right? They just launched oh, a new right. thing yeah. where Instagram TV you can do longer than a minute video. Because right now on Instagram, it's just a minute long video. But Instagram Live or sorry, Instagram TV, I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. Uh, that's their thing to kind of rival YouTube because Facebook owns Instagram. Obviously, Google is YouTube. And so the battle of trying to get the millennial creators, you know, see where they're going to go. Instagram and Facebook are trying to see if they can get some of that, some of the kids back onto their platforms, right? That millennial guap. That's what you want nowadays. Exactly. Uh, speaking of guap, though. LeBron, Kawhi Leonard, Ooh. Paul George, all chasing that guap. And maybe Magic trying to earn his guap. I don't even know where to start with all this, Webby, because it's so crazy. But I guess maybe I should start off with this simple question. Have you ever heard of a man named Cuffs the Legend on Twitter? <laughs> Well, you know what? Yes, I have, but only very recently. But it seems like we should have been following Cuffs for the last little while. I mean, this guy is like, remember with the World Cup a couple of years ago, not yeah. this World Cup, but the last one, that octopus that was making oh, yeah, the picks yeah, yeah. of the game, yeah. and he was on a crazy run? Yeah, yeah, this yeah. Guy, this guy, Cuffs, is like LeBron James's personal uh, a predictive octopus. Yes. So I'm going to try to break this down for you. And just the way for the viewers here and the way that this all went down, first off was Webby just simply sent me a message yeah, yeah. on Twitter that linked to a guy named Thomas Duffy on Twitter. And 
how it starts is <laughs> Thomas Duffy on Twitter was basically doing some internet deep dives, add in Reddit, which NBA Reddit might be the greatest internet detectives there are, right? Especially right now, if you're not checking NBA Reddit every day a couple of times a day, <laughs> then you're not really that interested in what's happening here with free agency about exactly. ready to pop off. Exactly. So for those who might not be familiar with Cuffs the Legend, Cuffs the Legend, his real name is Brandon. And we know this from, uh, he joined Carrie Champion on uh, her podcast earlier on this season. Carrie Champion, a host on ESPN, if you don't know, get familiar. Now you know. But uh, yeah, so his name is Brandon. He is an AAU coach, a skills trainer. That's kind of his thing of trade. And uh, he became friends with LeBron. They kind of talk often. They've been uh, acquaintances. I don't know. Friend is a tough term to use, right? But let's say acquaintances. Let's say they have crossover in the same circles. We'll go with that, right? But the real way that this starts off is because the Reddit, the Reddit users... They went back and they looked at, well, no, I guess the first place to start this off was a couple nights ago, Cuffs the Legend from this Twitter account tweets out, at Carrie Champion, how are you going to act with a trophy emoji? Okay, interesting, right? Interesting start, right, Webby? Okay. Next tweet, at Kyle Kuzma, trophy time. It's like, <laughs> hmm, okay, that's interesting, right? Let's keep going. Next tweet, will be the highest selling jersey will be the highest-selling NBA jersey of all time with the crown emoji. Hmm. Okay, let's keep going. We know that crown emoji. We know the crown emoji. Next tweet says, only witness tees, no team apparel. Okay. Oh, boy. Staying up late for West Coast NBA games is going to take some time to adapt to. Body on East Coast time. So at this point, Twitter is now starting to go crazy because they're wondering... Okay, he's obviously alluding to LeBron James and the tweets to Kerry Champion, who's a noted Lakers fan, and the tweet to Kyle Kuzma, obviously, would lead you to believe he's talking about LeBron going to the Lakers, right? But further into this, Webby, there's a tweet that they dug up from 2016, which Cuffs the Legend is being hit up by LeBron. And it says, shout out to the homie Cuffs the Legend. You already know what it is, G. Day one. Now, I wrote this on Twitter, but if you are abonically challenged, or I don't know if abonically is a word. I just made that I like up. it. I like as, it. As much of abonics is, right? <laughs> so if you are abonically challenged or you're unfamiliar with black Twitter, a day one is like your longtime friend. Day one equaling birth, right? Right. Makes sense. Simple. So LeBron calling someone your day one or his day one would lead to some kind of relationship there. Cool. But a further internet deep dive, right, Webby? Shows that you go back to the date just before 2014, right? There was a decision made by LeBron James. Decision 2.0. Decision 2.0. And the first message you see is a picture on Instagram from Cuffs the Legend, and it's a picture of a LeBron James jersey in a closet. And the caption reads, just organizing my son's closet. The date on that is July 10th, 2014. Now, what happened on July 11th, 2014? Well, LeBron James announced he's coming home to Cleveland. 
So this is why the internet was in a frenzy. NBA Twitter was on in a frenzy. Webby sent me on this whole deep dive after he just <laughs> sent me the link. He didn't even say any words. Just I sent me the link, and I went crazy, Webby. What did you make of all this? Because I went in for like two hours just deep diving this dude and everything else that was going on on Twitter. Yeah, well, I, I kind of saw it on uh, Reddit. NBA Reddit was talking about this guy. And then uh, just on Twitter, I saw I hadn't seen the jersey picture. I think that's that was a picture that I think that was like the first of that thread that that guy was going off of. Yeah. Like, that is so great. And then that like that whole uh, – it, it reminds me of, you know, when you get the crazy guy or you're a Homeland person, right? I am. I am. So you, our girl Carrie – uh, doing the, uh, she's got the poster board out there with all the, with, <laughs> yes. and she's got the lines going to all the things. That's what I loved about it, man. It's yeah. just crazy conspiracy theory about this random AAU guy who just <laughs> is so locked in with LeBron that he knows exactly where he's going to go. And he's telling us all, he's letting us all know exactly where LeBron is going to go. Do we choose to believe him or not? And you know what the funny thing was? If- after this started to be to happen, right? Obviously, the internet's going crazy, which leads to more and more people trying to figure out who Cuffs the Legend is. And this is why I love this era of media, this era of Twitter, this era of what I'm, I'm doing air quotes, journalism, because you have all these mainstream people trying to say Cuffs the Legend on TV, but also like go through the abonics talk, figure out what he's talking about. And (laughs) on some level, it turned into a huge troll job, right? Because he might know something, right? And now mainstream media, like he made a tweet saying how like, you know, his DMs are just going crazy right now because all these like mainstream media outlets are trying to get him for comment. And obviously he's not going to comment on it because he can't comment on it. He might have heard something. He might know something, but that's not a confession. This is just Twitter fodder for like what the age of 2018 is, right? Nobody's saying that he's going to LA because Cuffs the Legend said so. <laughs> right. It's just here's a guy that has a relationship with LeBron and he thinks LeBron is going to LA. Does that mean he's going there for sure? No, but it's funny to think about. And in this era, in this moment, all I want is all available information. Do you know what I mean, Webby? Exactly. Whether it's right or wrong, cool. We'll find that out. But it's sports. This isn't like hardcore, serious topic journalism where I need fact-checked sources and all this stuff. Like, this is just, I need information. LeBron's about to make a massive decision. If he joins the Lakers, this is one of the biggest free agent moves in the history of sports, right? I just want information. Whether it's right or wrong, we're going to find out shortly but in the meantime give me all the info and if that happens to come from cuffs the legend (laughs) i'm here for it what about you webby yeah absolutely i I agree with you and since the society that we live in and this media obsessed culture that we live in now it's like we need all of this okay Mm -hmm. we're not just going to turn on espn to see what the talking heads say we've got all of these tools at our disposal to be able to do really deep dives we've got all these investigators on nba reddit who are doing all this crunching of uh sources and accounts that say one way or another so it's all out there and we have so much access to it i mean that's the kind of internet again culture that we live in it's great but the one thing Mm -hmm. that i will say about Cuss a legend, or boy, is that, listen, our, our uh, octopus who was guessing World Cup games, 
You know what? <laughs> that octopus, he got some wrong. You For know? sure. It's not an exact science, you know? Exactly, right? And to me, like, this is all fun, right? Like, regardless of what ends up happening in, in this stuff, uh, so we're taping this on Thursday. This Cuffs the Legend stuff happened on Tuesday night, right? So here we are heading into Friday, and we still don't know. I mean, signs just continue to point more and more that LeBron is going to L.A., which we'll get to shortly. But I'm so interested in this era of, you know, people trying to figure out what is news, what isn't news, what should be reported, what can't be reported. And my whole thing is, if people want to know and seek this stuff out, it's there on Twitter happening as we speak. Like, it's already out there. So it's like, if you're not talking about it, it doesn't matter. It just means that you're out of the loop. Do you know what I mean? No. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's funny to me though. Just the the we get caught up in like what is journalism, and and I want to be very clear to separate two issues, right? Like, there's obviously a serious need for journalism in real life, like you know, as we see what's going on with Trump and all this stuff. What happened in Annapolis today? That. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about sports journalism and like sports is fun and especially a topic where we're dealing with free agency. We're seeing it a lot too with what's going on with uh, the John Tavares situation, right? And seeing like who followed who on Twitter and what does this mean? And again, it doesn't mean that, you know, Tavares is coming to Toronto because some dude followed the Leafs account and then got a job the next day. But <laughs> this is just information that I want to know as a fan, right? Exactly. Or as someone that cares about sports. And I want all of this info. That's like, if you just made a show that was just following along Twitter and just talking about that, I am in on every single rumor. Heck, what were we talking about last week? We are talking about uh, the Earl Boykins? Yeah, right? yeah like, we've been talking about Earl Boykins for a couple of weeks now. <laughs> Right? Like, nobody thinks that stuff's true, but it's hilarious along the way, right? And meanwhile, while NBA Twitter and, like, you know, ESPN is just cycling through, what, Woj tweets, Ramona Shelburne tweets, Windhorse tweets, LeBron is trolling us all by, like, cliff diving with his family. <laughs> Who I don't even know where they're at. They're on vacation Someplace somewhere. Someplace we can't afford. Exactly. Right. But LeBron is like Instagramming his family jumping off cliffs somewhere while the rest of the world is trying to figure out what Cuffs the Legend tweets mean. Right. Like the nature of this is so ridiculous, but I love it all. No, and, I'm here for it all. And, and you bring up another funny point, too. It's like those more traditional uh, NBA journalists, your Windhorse, your Shelburne. And you saw this with Stephen A. Smith last night with the whole Kevin Durant thing. With yeah. that apparently he'd been getting late night texts from LeBron <laughs> about it's like even these reporters now that are from more traditional settings are moving more into this kind of sensationalist um, headline grabbing uh, hearsay that we all love to get from Twitter because they yeah. see that that is what's getting consumed by NBA fans like you and I now. Well, here's the thing too, right? Like before Woj, okay, and. Don't get me wrong. We're we're about to go into some Woj tweets and Woj say, bombs and Woj all that is stuff, right? Right on. Woj is the one who kind of uh, walks that line between the two of them, right? Yeah, but but my whole thing is okay. We're we're talking about an industry where 
people used to tune in at six o'clock to watch the news, right? Or tune in at six o'clock to see what Woj has to say. Tune in at I don't 11. have to wait until tune in at 11 yeah, but, for your sports highlights and your sports news. It just doesn't happen like that anymore. It doesn't happen like that, right? Like Woj's value is in his breaking of trades on Twitter. Like how crazy is that? Like think about that for a second, right? In an age where you would pay someone like Woj, a reporter to be on sports center every day, which he is right. But, the main purpose is still because he's the first with the information feeding us to our telephones, which happens instantaneously. Like, how crazy is that, right? That, you know, it's so interesting that from last night, or sorry, yeah, it was from last night, Woj reporting with Ramona Shelburne saying that the Lakers are re-engaged with the Spurs on a Kawhi Leonard deal. Then this morning, what, what it was like quarter to 7 a.m., Woj says, Sources on ESPN, Oklahoma City star Paul George informs the franchise he is not he is not opting into the final year of his contract and will become an unrestricted free agent. Like, there's no, like, do you know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. the news is happening already on Twitter. So in this traditional medium of, well, tune in at this time to see what happens, like, that doesn't matter anymore because I'm already finding out the information. So unless you're adding something else, adding your opinion to what's going on, you know what I mean? Like adding your opinion of, okay, well, Paul George is not going to opt in. What does this mean? Unless you're adding that, the value of your traditional news show means nothing now. Exactly. It's it's an interesting time, right, in media to see how these things play out. And I'm, I mean, the Twitter conversation to me, Webby, and I know you you consume it a lot as well, but just the way that, you know, you're following your main people and who is it in this instance, it's Ramona Shelburne, who, you know, is super plugged in with the Lakers, right? Yep. Which I think we should explain this because for people who don't know, I think I, I grazed over it last week when I said that she made a, a lot of uh, genie bus stories when the whole, the whole tiff was going on with in the bus family and like uh, Jim bus and genie were fighting over control of the Lakers, Ramona Shelburne, was writing like these super like in-depth articles on the whole bus family and what was going on at that time. So when you're hearing a lot of stories come from her, you can assume that it's coming from the Lakers side of things, right? Like that's a, a safe assumption. Absolutely. Woj is just the man and has everything in the NBA on lock, right? So you know that. And of course we know our Windhorse and our David Menemans, they got the juice from the Cleveland slash LeBron side, right? So and another guy, along with with Woj, I want to give Stephen A some credit, man, because people just think that Stephen A is a loudmouth, like just no man it's, going well, off listen, all the time. Listen, he's a Philadelphia Inquirer reporter from when I was growing up. Like I used to, sure. I used to read Stephen A. Smith articles all the time in the newspaper. Man, this guy is a, a like. That's why I put him in with those, uh, you know, uh, journalists, sports journalists that yeah. are, are more traditional. You have to, right? And that's the thing, like. I think people can't separate, and I don't want to say the character because that sounds kind of like demeaning. No, and I don't I, mean it in that sense. But it at is. All. That's what it is when he comes on TV. Because it's like sports is entertainment, right? And so his job is to entertain every day. So while he's entertaining, every once in a while he's still coming with, "Hey," and and the credibility to be entertaining as well. Those are two different things that very few people in this industry are able to have, right? To say that you're super entertaining on a daily basis, but then be able to say, 
hey, I got a text message yesterday saying that LeBron reached out to Kevin Durant and asked him about coming to the Lakers. Like, that is a massive bomb of information, right? Like, that is a crazy form of information for Stephen A to be able to have. And, like, an extreme level of the plug, for lack of a better term, right? That Stephen A. Smith is that plugged in, that Zat tuned in in NBA circles, that he's getting that information. Not only the information that LeBron wanted him to come, but also that Kevin Durant was like, well, why would I do that? <laughs> like, this is all just so crazy. But what do, you, what do you make of LeBron reaching out to KD? Just switch gears a little here, Webby. I know I just rambled for so long, and it's because I'm giddy. I'm so excited about everything that's happening. But what do you make of LeBron reaching out to Durant and asking him if he's interested in coming to L.A. with them? I mean, why wouldn't he? I mean, that's something that Durant's done before. Mm-hmm. I mean, I figure all LeBron needs is a ticket for two to the Hampton. <laughs> but it, right, and I, I think in this instance too, LeBron has to do his due diligence, right? Like you got to see what's out there, you got to see what's available, you got to ask. Be stupid right? not to try and get Kevin Durant to join him. Yeah, I mean, you got to ask because if you think about it, when Draymond was asking KD to come to the Warriors, I would assume people thought that was outlandish and crazy when that first got brought up too, right? you got to be outlandish and crazy, otherwise nothing gets done. And LeBron stays in Cleveland the whole time, right? you got to get outside of your oh, comfort yeah. area. you got to get outside of your comfort zone. And you got to ask the questions, otherwise you'll never know, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. And there was, a, there was a rebuttal here from someone, I think it was Joe Varden of, the, of Cleveland.com. Sources close to LeBron. He did not text KD. And his going to the Lakers would not be sealed or doomed by whether or not they trade for Kawhi. So, I mean, what else is Kevin De- is, is LeBron's camp going to say? Yeah, right? exactly. Like, of course, they're going to deny that and say that didn't happen. But and you can also see why KD's camp would leak that. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this is what makes it so interesting. You can see why KD's camp would leak hey, LeBron texted me asking if I wanted to go to the Lakers. You could definitely see how that gets out, right? Absolutely. It's a game of chess, man. And, and, <laughs> and it's, a, it's a 12-month sport now. I mean, that's the real mm. difference between what we kind of grew up with the NBA being to what it's turned into now. And that might be every sport now as well. I mean, when I, when I was in my formative years, it was really only NFL. That was something that was 12 months a year whether it was training yeah. camp or the draft or free agency. But now it seems like every sport, and especially basketball, is now a 12-month chess match. I mean, the games, the playoffs, those are one thing. But what's going on behind the scenes every day in the association, is uh, it's amazing. It is actually so crazy. And the fact that, again, how media is changing, and not even media, but how we consume information changes, right? And how our access to information, because... Before, you would need traditional means in terms of, you know, oh, I wonder what Kyle Kuzma's thinking as all these things are are happening, right? Because he's blatantly affected if two or three of these all-stars end up on the Lakers, he could even be traded, or he could be getting three all-star teammates. But in this age of Twitter, how cool is it that we can see in the middle of all these Cup the Legend tweets, right? There's Kyle Kuzma simply tweeting, quote unquote first domino. I'm now again, what does that mean? <laughs> Who knows, right? But it's so much fun to speculate. I really like, did you see the one from tonight? And he was like, 
he tweeted at Josh Hart, or Josh Hart tweeted him. He's like, why are we the only Lakers throwing out the first pitch of the Dodger game today? <laughs> That's so good, right? But this is so amazing. And you're right about the fact that, you know, this is where media is. This is where, you know, the the industry or even how sports coverage is because the NBA is 12 months a year. And it's because LeBron can tweet out anything and people are going to be there to analyze it. Again, LeBron's friend who's a trainer, Cuffs the Legend. I was in, and if you follow him, even if you just follow Cuffs the Legend for the next week, guaranteed if you're a basketball nerd, you will enjoy it because it's just super entertaining because he's been tweeting like crazy. And not all of it is about <laughs> what's going on with <laughs> LeBron or the Lakers. He was the one that tipped me off about. Did you see the Dame Dash video? No, I okay. Dame Dash confronting no, no. Lee Daniels. No, yeah, so <laughs> so I, is that so like on. Lee? The same night oh, me that you is messaged me. Is that like me? Lee Daniels, as in like the director, like Lee Lee yes. Daniels, the butler? Yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So Webby, follow me here. You sent me this info on Cuffs yeah. the Legend, which led me into this ha- like hour long deep dive on Tuesday night, right? While I'm scrolling through his timeline, there's all these things about the Lakers and all these things about LeBron. And then midway through, there's just something that says, oh, Dame Dash actually ran up on Lee Daniels. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm like, what does this even mean? Right? I'm like, you know what? Never mind. And I just kept scrolling because I was just searching for like Lakers yeah. stuff. And then fast forward to the next day when the video surfaces and I'm like, oh my God, this is what Bro, he was there's talking a about. Video? And it's, hold on. Hold on. It's there's video of Dame Dash confronting Lee Daniels at a Diana Ross concert <laughs> about the fact that Lee Daniels borrowed two million dollars off of Dame Dash and never paid him back. And Dame Dash is he's G checking him at a Diana Ross concert. And it's on video. Oh my god. And I'm just like, what is happening? And me saying that there's video doesn't even sum it up perfectly. Because Lee Daniels has like what looks like a Snuggie on or something. <laughs> and he's just so calmly listening while Dame Dash is like right in his face. Like, yo, man, you didn't even call me. I lent you two mil and you didn't even invite me to any of that precious shit. <laughs> yo, Webby, what I tell you, it's the most amazing thing ever. It is so funny. But my point is, sorry, getting back to the point of Cuffs the Legend. If you're just following him on Twitter you will be super entertained because it's just random thoughts just about culture, about like he was then going at media people who were calling him out saying, he who is this guy? He doesn't know what he's talking about. And he's just going back at them. It's so good, man. <laughs> so we got to be following Custom Legend for more than just basketball news, is what you're telling me. Yes, if I'm if I'm gonna if I have a note for basketball fans, of course follow the Woges, of course follow the Ramona Shelburns. But again, I like sports because it's entertainment, and I've been entertained by Custom Legend. And this might have been the thing that won me over. And if you really know me, you'll understand why. But during his Tuesday night rant about LeBron and PG heading to the Lakers, one of his tweets said, wish I could screenshot my inboxes right now, but Jay-Z once said, it's a secret society. All we ask is trust. <laughs> now, <laughs> it's a funny line, but also like for your secret society, you've already leaked information. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
wait a second here. (laughs) Like, what is going on? It doesn't make any sense. But then at the same time, it's Twitter. So it makes total sense. And so if you're going to take anything you read on Twitter as like 1000% gospel, that's on you, right? Just are you entertained or not? That's what it should be. Exactly. Especially when it comes to sports. And again, I'm going to. I'm going to say this again for so that, you know, in case people are just catching this in the middle of the video, I mean sports yes. journalism. Sports are fun. I'm not talking about normal, regular, everyday news, you know, politics. I'm not talking about that. Of course, that needs to be serious and fact-checked. This is sports. Sports is supposed to be fun. Loosen up, have fun, enjoy some funny-ass tweets, and also at the same time, hey, follow Woj and follow what Woj is saying because – Woj was dropping some more bombs this morning because as the Kawhi Leonard news came up, everyone thought this might be going down today, yeah. right? Because first the, the the news came out that, well, they're re-engaged, the Spurs and Lakers. But here's what I want to ask you, Webby, about this trade. Because Woj said the Lakers were offering Brandon Ingram and a future first-round pick for Kawhi. Right. So this is like the chess match here. And I'm going to ask you, Webby, if you're the Lakers, how much would you give up to get Kawhi Leonard? Uh, So uh, probably quite a bit because, yeah, because here's the thing is that after his year, after the year that you're going to get from him uh, when he becomes a free agent, Mm -hmm. you know that he wants to re-sign with the Lakers. So uh, to get one year out of him, especially if – you're the Lakers, and you think that signing Kawhi gives you a better shot at landing the big fish, which is LeBron. Uh, I'm willing to give up pretty much uh, either one of Ingram or Lonzo, Kuzma, and a first-round pick. So if you're the Lakers, and you're getting Paul George and LeBron, right? And Kawhi is rumored to want to come next year anyways— why am I giving up more assets now to get Kawhi when my team is already going to be pretty decent next year with LeBron, Paul George, and some combination of Ingram, Lonzo, Hart, and Kuzma, right? Why am I giving up, let's say, two or three of those guys to get Kawhi when I could just get Kawhi next year? It's a good point uh, because I think Kawhi is better than the, any combination of those three players when you take two of them away. LeBron, Paul George, and Kawhi, you're not going to need much more beyond you got that. Ju- part if of you've me got Julius like, Randle and Lonzo Ball, you've got a playoff team. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I think that's a team that can compete with the Warriors for sure. And I don't even uh, think they have to have a great regular season. I don't know about compete with the Warriors, but certainly make the playoffs. I definitely, I think they can, man. I think they can. Like, you got to remember, we just came off an NBA Finals. And again, I know the Cavs got swept, but two of those games were very 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 close right like what two and a half of those games are very close and that's with lebron and jr and kevin love do you know that makes it what a six game series hey that's giving them a game i didn't say beat the warriors i said give the warriors a game right plus you got to remember i mean a healthy chris paul which i mean that's a huge asterisk because who knows if chris paul can be healthy at this stage of his career for a full season and playoffs i don't know man I don't know. It's an interesting roll of the dice for the Lakers for sure. And just too many things are happening that makes me believe that LeBron is definitely going there. 
and it's happening soon. Like Magic was just talking a little too greasy. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Magic talking about there's no pressure on him. He's not worried. What was the quote? I got it. No, hear. he, he says, said that he was going to uh, leave the franchise if he, they didn't land a, <laughs> like two or more big free agents. It's like I love that he's like pressure. What's pressure? You know how many finals I've been yeah. in? So you think I'm worried about this? I played against I love, Larry that's Bird my in the finals. I played against Larry. That, you want to talk about pressure? I played against Larry Bird in the finals. That's all you need to know. That's, that's, that's so a big good. name. Hey, I love everything. Big name check and a big daft for Larry Bird on that one. Oh, yeah. I, I love everything about this. There's so many angles. And normally, the, the one thing that I find kind of weird is this, this new NBA, right? As much as people... Because I'm sure we all got our group texts with our boys all talking about, boys and girls, all talking about, you know, whether we like the KD move, whether we like the the super team angle. And as much as we can say that, hey, I hate the Warriors, it makes me feel something about the game, right? It keeps me entertained because I'm rooting against them. And even if that's just LeBron building another super team, I'm still interested. I'm still in on this, right? I'm in on the conversation. But you don't think here's here's the two the two questions, Kate. If you're the Lakers and you have the option of LeBron and Paul George plus Ingram, Lonzo, Hart, and Kuzma, or LeBron, Kawhi, Paul George, and spare parts on the cheap, which one are you taking? Yeah, I'm gonna take LeBron, Kawhi, and Paul George. Okay. It's I mean, I I agree with you too. I agree with you too. I think if you can get Kawhi, you do it. I'm just not gonna give up all. I'm not. I'm not letting the Spurs like swindle me here. I'm giving up. This is the max I'd give up. Okay, Webby. I'm giving you a pick. I'm giving you Ingram, and I'm giving you Josh Hart or Lonzo. One of the two. No, I think it. That's it. I'm only giving you two. I of think those it's guys. gonna be. I think it's gonna be Ingram or Lonzo, Kuzma, and a pick. It might even be. Oof. It might even be Ingram, Kuzma a pick, and the rights to Mo Wagner, who I know you love. Sure. You could have Mo <laughs> Wagner, right? We need, it's somewhere so Q this is, is listening to this and saying, listen, Mo Wagner is a good player. <laughs> it's true. It's so true. Uh, we didn't really talk much about Paul George, but very what do you make of this Paul George well, situation, him opting well, hold out? hold on. Okay, so the opting out is very interesting. Becoming a free agent and then the caveat of that story – was that, hey, he'd be open to coming back to Oklahoma City. I mean, yeah. he, he so, really enjoyed playing in OKC. He really has a connection with Russell Westbrook. But by making himself a free agent and then offering himself back up to Oklahoma City, it kind of puts Oklahoma City behind the eight ball. Because then if you do sign him long term, if that's what he wants, then you're, I mean, you're fucked the next couple of years. Yeah, you've got you've got I think he's going. I, to, I, I just think he's going yeah. to L.A., man. I just think that's always been the thing. OKC. OKC took the chance. And I think you have to take that chance for your OKC. You do that 100 times out of 100. Roll the dice because that probably led you to keeping Russ and re-signing Russ. You roll the dice. And if it works, if they made a run in the playoffs, hey, maybe PG wants to go. Who knows? LeBron LeBron worked some kind of magic, and who knows? Maybe they give the Warriors a go, and then KD's mad, and he wants to leave, and you just don't know what can happen, right? And so if you're OKC, you do that 
every single time, every every chance you get, you make that trade and you get PG. And there's rumors that PG wanted Melo to come as well. Like that was all part of the behind the scenes jockeying, right? That like there's a rumor that supposedly Paul George might have said, hey, if you get Melo, there's a way better chance I'll be here for the two years with Melo's deal being on the books as well. And again, whether that happens or not, if you're OKC, you take that chance. But if you're Paul George and you have the chance to go home to L.A. with LeBron, that's tough to pass up, man. That's very tough to pass up. I mean, it's for these guys, I mean, that's uh, you're absolutely right. It, it is far too tough to pass up. Now, my question is, do you think any of this, you know, I want to go back and play in L.A., whether it's for Kawhi or for Paul George, do you think that in any possible way, that the Clippers could be a player. And you laugh, but I mean, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm laughing, but not for the reason you think. I'm laughing because you can't put anything past Jerry West. And that's what I'm saying, right? Like that could be the most incredible, like you know, clutch. Like his shot from half court in the NBA Finals, you know, <laughs> might not be the most clutch late game shot he's ever made. If he finds a way to steer. LeBron, Kawhi, or Paul George to the Clippers when nobody thinks that's possible, right? That would be amazing. That would be so crazy if Jerry West pulled that off. Just saying. I mean, like, I would kind of, like, put my trust behind Jerry West and the uh, multi, multi millions of dollars that their owner has rather than Rob Polinka and the kind of yahoos that seem, well, other than Magic, that seem to be running the Lakers. Well, Magic, it's amazing, right? Like, isn't it great that Magic's job is basically to just be Magic? Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, isn't that amazing? Like, like Magic just has to be in a room with LeBron and rock his rings, you know? Or even imagine, um, sorry, imagine this. Rock your rings in a meeting and then say, hey, let's take a stroll. Let's just walk down the street in L.A. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And just have fans like react to Magic Johnson in L.A. Like how could that – you wouldn't even have to say anything more. That pitch alone would be the greatest thing ever. If you're Paul George, if you're Kawhi, like this could be you, right? And that's all Magic would have to say. And that's kind of awesome. That's really cool. But the one last thing I want to bring up about Paul George is – we might already have the answer of what Paul George is going to do. He might have given this away to Lee Jenkins last summer. Here's a quote. People might have forgot, but here's a quote, Webby. Follow me here and let me know if this tells you something. It's too early for L.A. It would have to be a situation where the ball gets rolling and guys are hopping on. This guy commits. That guy commits. Oh, shit. Now there's a team forming. It has to be like that. That's... See... (laughs) <laughs> honestly, though, honestly, though, that's what I think about the LeBron thing. I think that he, oh. his, his window, right? We know that LeBron's getting old. He's in his fifteenth year. Uh, he's in yeah. incredible shape. What he did this season, you and I, I think you and I are both in agreement. He probably should have won MVP. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I know we're jaded a lot by what happened in the playoffs, and it made this season seem even more incredible, but. At the end of the day, yes, I think it's definitely LeBron, especially because we saw how Houston folded once Chris Paul went down. 
So we've got a limited amount of time. LeBron has a limited amount of time to change that perception of his finals record and what he's done in terms of rings, rangs. Mm-hmm. Um, is he really going to go to a Lakers team, even if it's just he and Paul George, or he and Kawhi and the pieces that they have in there, and be really confident that with that team in his first couple of years that they're going to win the NBA Finals? Hmm. I mean, that's an interesting point. That's a great, great I mean, point. I understand the L.A. thing, and I understand wanting to cement his legacy. Uh, I understand him wanting to be more than basketball. But to me, the competitor in LeBron, the competitive nature of a great athlete like that means he wants to be the best of all time. And right now, the only thing I think that's holding him back from really challenging what Jordan did is the finals record. And if he if he gets to six rings, that'll cement it. Now, where does he have the best chance to win those rings? Is it in L.A.? I mean, sure. Well, I mean, we've talked about it. Does is LeBron, Paul George, and Kawhi an amazing lineup that you can put out there and put the fear of God into teams? Absolutely. But is that a Finals team in its first year? Especially as you say, with the kind of lineup that's made up of mid level guys. I don't know if it is. Here's the thing, though. I'll ask you this, and I, um, and I don't know, so I'm, I'm thinking about this on the fly, so I don't know the answer. But if you line up those two teams, right, LeBron is the best LeBron is the best player, right? Yeah. Then you're going KD. Yeah. Right? Then Steph or Kawhi? Oh, Steph. As much as okay. I hate to say it, but yeah. <laughs> then what? Kawhi, Paul George? Then Clay and Draymond. Like I don't know. My, my I don't know. Do up. you put Clay? I mean, listen. Paul George is great. You would rather he, have Clay Thompson than Kawhi or Paul George. Would you? No. Would you? I'm not. Would no. you rather have Draymond Green than Paul George? It's a tough one. Because here's the thing. I, I think and and why and, and, and thing, don't scoff at at China Clay like that. <laughs> forget about his forget about him being probably the second or third best shooter in NBA history. He's also one of the most legit perimeter defenders in the NBA right now. No shade being thrown at Clay, but I've said this from day one and I always think that the beauty and and a lot of the gas behind Golden State is that the the pieces fit together so well, right? And the fact that beside Draymond is Clay makes Draymond so much better, right. you know? The fact that Clay is beside Steph makes Steph so much better. These are still great NBA players, very good NBA players, all-stars in fact. But would they be on the same level if the pieces around them didn't fit so perfectly? And that's the thing that makes them one of the best teams ever, I think, right? Because Kevin Durant's great. And obviously Kevin Durant makes them, like takes everything that they do and puts it over the top, right? Puts it on steroids. But the way that... You know, Clay Thompson, again, we talked about it last week, right? Clay Thompson's defense allows Steph to not have to guard and exert energy on the defensive end, right? Exactly. Steph, being the crazy shooter and dribbler that he is, allows for Clay Thompson to sit in the corner and be wide open. Run around screen. Because you can't double off Steph Curry. Yeah. And, like, their, their pieces just fit. Whereas Kawhi, we've seen Kawhi just get busy. We've seen Paul Georges get busy on their own, and we don't know if Draymond or Clay could do that on a team on their own. We don't know. But do we know that Kawhi and Paul George can play in a system with LeBron? 
also true. You make a great point. And and do you know what's the perfect thing about this that I didn't even think of until you just said that, Webby? Hit me. Do we know that Luke Walton is the one that's going to be Yo, able to make this all work? Very like, good point. Oh, my God. Very I'm be so good mad point. next year. The gassing of Luke Walton and Steve Kerr as being great NBA <laughs> coaches. Oh, my God. I'm still I'm going to be losing my mind next I'm year. I'm still upset that Luke Walton didn't get credit for those wins that the Warriors <laughs> racked up yes. when Steve Kerr was gone. Oh, man. It's so crazy. But uh, I guess to wrap up this little part of the conversation, though, because we've been going for a while on this. And I mean, With there's nothing reason. much else. Like, what else should we be talking about, right? Like, this is amazing. But what do you think happens, Webby? The next time we talk, where will LeBron be? Where will Paul George be? Where will Kawhi Leonard be? <laughs> okay. How about this? Uh, Le- okay. LeBron and Paul George will be on the Lakers. Mm-hmm. And Kawhi Leonard will be on the Boston Celtics. Woo! Okay. Okay. I'm going to say, Webby, that I think all three of them end up on the Lakers. Okay. And the the funny twist to all this was uh, people are also going crazy today because LeBron James started following Jason Tatum. Yes. Yeah. On Twitter, that. Instagram, on one of the And t- it was like 16 years after the fact when Jason Tatum was like, <laughs> yes. yo, brother, follow me back. It's Larry Hughes' nephew. Yes, because I think his Jason Tatum's dad played high school ball with Larry yeah. Hughes, I think. I think that's what it was. But anyways, yeah, that's amazing. But the the reason why I think all three of them end up on the Lakers, I think LeBron and Paul George have already committed. And once they both got on the same page, and I believe they're on the same page because they both have rollouts planned for their announcements, right? Paul George has this whole uh, three-part docu-series on SportsCenter, right? And LeBron, we're hearing the rumors about the Space Jam trailer. Space Jam Two I, I, trailer. That's another thing that I heard the other day. <laughs> right? Was that the Space like Jam? Apart? The Space Jam Two trailer is going to drop before he makes his announcement or something. I think like just after, like what, whatever. It's tied into him making his announcement. So the fact that both of them both had like rollouts planned always made me think that if that's the case, they have to be in some form of communication about what they're going to do. On some level, right? And so I think those two, LeBron was kind of like, okay, well, as long as one other guy's going with me, I'm in. If we can get Kawhi, that's gravy. And I think that's what this whole week has been in terms of the back and forth, right? And I think ultimately, the way that Kawhi is playing this, we saw the playbook from Kyrie Irving last year, right? And you can force your way to the team that you want to go to because if you remember, there were rumors that the Suns had a deal in place for Kyrie last right. year, and Kyrie basically told them, well, I'm not going to re-sign with you guys, so you could trade for me, but I'm, there's no chance I'm re-signing with you. And so the only team he said he'd re-sign with was the Celtics, and that's where he ended up getting traded to. And I feel like that's what Kawhi is going to do now in this situation, and if he forces that, eventually the Lakers and Spurs, especially the Spurs, are going to realize, okay, well, I'd rather get something from for Kawhi as opposed to playing out the season and getting nothing for him after. So to me, I think all three of them are going to end up on the Lakers. And yeah, it's it's going to be just fun to watch. The NBA just dominating the sports calendar 12 months out of the year. I'm here for it again. Can't wait. I'm here for it every year, man. It's great. It's amazing. It seems like every year there is some crazy shit that's going to go down. And the the best part too, after that's done, there's still so much more 
Well, that's when all the yeah, when all the dominoes fall afterwards. Chris Paul, Boogie Cousins, Clint Capella. There's so many other things that that are going to happen in the NBA. And another thing that's going to be interesting to watch is what the Raptors do, because there's a feeling that once we figure out what LeBron does, that's when you're going to see a lot of other movement, especially in the East, because teams are going to be jockeying now because you feel that the Cavs are are that much worse off. And now the top is fairly wide open, right? Like you're talking about the Sixers and Celtics, but in both cases, I know you don't want to hear this Webby, but injuries are an issue, yep. right? And so nothing's given, nothing's a given at the top of the Eastern Conference. So if LeBron says peace out and he's heading out West, we could see a lot of moves going down in the East. So a lot more to come so much more for us to talk about next week. I can't wait, but something else that's big that we should mention that happened this week. Shout out to Dwayne Casey. He was named coach of the year. <laughs> Would that be the same Dwayne Casey that the Raptors fired? <laughs> yes, that would be the same Dwayne Casey who the Raptors fired. And the same Dwayne Casey who, in his acceptance speech, said, quote, when you get fired, which I did recently, I don't know if you knew that or not, after winning coach of the year, you think, do I want to do this? Then I interviewed with Tom Gores. Wow. who is the owner of the Pistons. And now he tried to backpedal off it being shots right. fired directly at the Toronto Raptors organization. But I think the point is made. And because even when he came on, uh, again, I work on the show, Tim and Sid, and Dwayne Casey was on the show a couple days ago. And he they gave him opportunities to like back off of that, you know, and kind of like, oh, no, what I meant was blah, blah, blah. And he kind of did do right. that. But then in the same breath also said like, well, you know, at the end of the day uh, is basically made out to be my fault <laughs> that we couldn't get past LeBron. And it's like you're throwing things out like that. And it's like, OK, he's salty and rightfully so. But it is a bad look PR wise on the Raptors. No. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. Because he won that award kind of right before he got fired, right? About the the players or the 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 coaches voting for the coaches voting for uh, coach of the year. Yeah, the coaches have their own separate award that they hand out every year about who is the coach of the year. So yes, Dwayne Casey has won coach of the year twice <laughs> since being fired by the Raptors. So that is amazing, and and not even just not, it's not even the fact that he was just fired by the Raptors, but. They then hired his assistant to replace him. It's just a weird, weird, weird situation. And, 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 and there I think was you some, tweeted it there out. There were some Webby. sour grapes, right, between Dwayne Casey and Nurse. Yeah, definitely. There definitely was because if you're Casey, you're you're upset about how things played out. You're upset that you're the scapegoat. Um, I keep pointing back to, and I'm surprised this isn't made a bigger deal, but I keep pointing back to that Casey press conference that he had before he was let go like days before he was let go and people kept asking him about not being able to get past LeBron and one of the things he said was so the message worked the message worked for the whole season and then all of a sudden we get to the playoffs and now all of a sudden it's a bad message I mean if you want it he said something along the lines of and I'm paraphrasing here but he said if you want to change the voice for the sake of changing the voice then go ahead yeah and they decided to change the voice. But the point remains, right? Like, I mean, it's bad that he's become the scapegoat for them failing when really, I keep saying this week after week, the Raptors made the conference finals in spite of their two best players, arguably being their two worst players. Agreed. And 
you can blame Casey all you want. You can bring in Nick Nurse and change the voice. But at the end of the day, this roster needs a shakeup. If you are actually serious about progressing and taking the next step and making the NBA Finals. That's just my opinion. I don't know. I'll leave that to to Masai. And I'll trust in Masai's plan and, and see what he has going forward here if the Raptors have some moves. And we had the video. So, viewers, if you're late to the game, you're new to the Ball on Blast podcast, go back into the archives a couple weeks ago. Check us out on YouTube. And there's a full bit that we did where we went through some fake trades, yeah. right? Some looks at where Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan can go. But just a note, things are about to get a lot more interesting in Raptors land. I know people are are all focused on LeBron, and we just spent like 40 minutes talking about LeBron and the Lakers and all that. But don't worry. Once the LeBron stuff is settled, things will get crazy in Raptor land. So I'm here for it. I can't wait for that either, Webby. I'm just waiting to see where Kyle Lowry ends up. <laughs> your Philly, your Philly yeah. guy, eh? Straight Philly I think, to the ball. I think eh, he's Webby? going somewhere. I'm just not where where he goes and what the Raptors get back for him. Yes, um, tons of stuff going on in the NBA, as mentioned. Tons of stuff going on in Toronto. As I'm completely on the hype train, they're about to get John. Tavares, Is it going to happen? But... What, what would you say? <laughs> what do you think's more likely, LeBron to the Lakers or John Tavares to the Leafs? I think both are going to happen. Wow. If you actually, if you're actually wow. asking me my opinion, I think both are going to happen. Yo, man, that John Tavares stuff, and again, going, we're going back to our Twitter conversation about what's going on here. I'm not saying that this is going to happen because of what happened on Twitter. I'm just presenting the information, and however that changes the likelihood in your mind is up to you. But there's a dude who used to work with Kyle Dubas in the <laughs> suit. He's also boys with Kyle Dubas. Or sorry, he's also boys with John Tavares, okay? He's a player development guy. Okay? Still, still following me here? Still with me here? Like so Carrie. Yesterday, like, the like, internet. Like Carrie in Homeland. I'm following the, uh, the threads here. Sorry. As I just went to my Twitter page, there's a tweet from Cuffs the Legend, and he screen grabbed. He screen grabbed a photo of uh, his tweets being on ESPN. <laughs> <laughs> and the caption just said, The flourish is real. <laughs> So good. And I'm here for all of it. I'm here for all of it. But yes, the Tavares thing, okay? The exact same thing right now as we're breaking down Cuffs the Legend is happening in Toronto with the Leafs and what's happening with this John Tavares story. So again, I'm going to break this down for you, Webby, quick. Real quick. Okay? Because I know this is a basketball podcast. I know. But Toronto, it's hot up in the six right now. We'll say that, okay? So my guy, Wes Clark, friend of... John Tavares also used to work with Leafs new GM Kyle Dubas in the Sioux. Okay. Yesterday, the internet goes crazy because Wes Clark out of the blue started following Leafs <laughs> on Twitter and Leafs PR on Twitter today, 24 hours later, a press release from Leafs PR says, your boy Wes Clark has been hired by the Toronto Maple Leafs as a part of their front office now. Now, why is this a big deal? Because if you go to Mr. Wes Clark's, uh, his uh, website here, where, again, he's involved in player development, he has an endorsement. You know you know how you get people to say good things about you on your website, right? There's an endorsement there from one John Tavares. 
and it says, I first met Wes when I started training with his father, Richard, and at the time, I looked up to him because of his work ethic and dedication on the ice. But now, as I've gotten older, he's become a great friend of mine, and he's helped me push myself to new limits. I always ask him for advice and respect his opinions. Wes has been a mentor for me off the ice and has always been there for me when I needed his time and effort. Now again, does this mean John Tavares is coming to the Leafs yeah. 100%? No, no, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> but my point is, isn't this amazing? This is just great. This is like in the moment, this is awesome. Because in the moment, in my mind, I'm like, this is crazy. John Tavares is a Leaf. This is going to be great. Now, if tomorrow it comes out that he's not coming to the Leafs, cool. And then it's sadness tomorrow. But, but in the now, meantime, yeah. start the parade. Let's go. It's entertainment. The way that we live our lives now and we consume media in the year 2017 is we're just scrolling on our timelines. We're on to the next story. Right? And, on, and only last for I mean, a couple Webby? of minutes. Enjoy it while you can because the next story is coming right down the chute. Exactly. And we are enjoying all of these stories. And by next week, there will be another story for us to talk about, Webby. Because in our Ask on Blast segment right now, there's one more thing going on that's happening at midnight oh, tonight. tonight. Your boy, oh. Aubrey, Drake, is dropping no, I... his album. His highly anticipated Scorpion album is being dropped at midnight tonight. And it's already been a crazy, crazy, crazy summer of music. When you think about Nas, you think about the Kanye project, the Kanye and Cuddy, Pusha T, obviously, the Drake versus uh, Pusha T beef, Beyonce and Jay-Z dropping a Amigos track. Like all of these things have already been going on. And then we get a Drake album tonight and the track list came out. And I would like to point out the fact that there's a track that says featuring Jay-Z. I'm here for all this. Are you excited for this uh, Drake album? It's 25 songs, man. We've, this, here's uh, what, what did I tell you about the, the, the Kanye releases? The best part about them yeah. is that they were seven songs. I'm in so my hours. 25 songs, man. It's, it's too much. <laughs> I don't care. Like, listen, if if MF Doom, my favorite rapper of all time, if he put out a 25-song album, I know that not all 25 of those songs are going to be the cream of the crop. I hear you. It's a lot. I hear you. But here's the one thing that that has me a little bit hyped. There's a rumor because we know there's 25 songs, but there's an A side and a B side. And word on the street is that one of them is the rap side. The other one is right. the R&B side. I'm always here for rapping Drake. Rapping Drake, I can get down with. Rapping Drake, I'm okay with. That's a Drake that I like more. Not that singing Drake is bad because there's still moments, just hold on, we're going home or whatever yeah, that song yeah. was called. Great song. Beautiful song. What was the Too one? Much, Passion Fruit? Beautiful song. Passion Fruit I thought was good? No, I was not no, down No, you didn't like that? Oh, no, I, like I did that not song. like that song. I did not like that song. But I know it was a favorite of, of the fans for sure. But if there's a Drake that I like more, it is rap. It is, yeah, so, it is. If you're reading this too, it's too late. Oof, that album is still like up there as maybe my second favorite Drake album behind this first album. Right. But yeah, I'm here for rapping Drake. And again, we're blessed in hip hop right now that all of these acts are coming out. And maybe next week, Webby, we'll do a full breakdown and and spend a lot more time talking about 
the hip hop that's come out because I feel like there's a there's a big discussion I want to have about where we are in hip hop right now because there there's two sides. There's people that are kind of like, you know, over this Migos kind of mumble rap stuff. There's people who are down with the Kanye just in general because of the Trump stuff. There are people who didn't like the Nas album. Yeah. Right? Because they're thinking or waiting for like that 1998 Nas. Like there's so much going on right now in hip hop. Plus we'll have a Drake album. To Hopefully break down, we'll have which, our XXL freshman uh, ciphers as well to break down. Exactly. So much going on in music, so much going on in the NBA. This is supposed to be the off season of this podcast. And instead shit is heating up. up. Bro. bro the hyped. other thing is too, I don't know. Do you know Peter Rosenberg? He's on hot 97. And he's, yes, I definitely know. Who he's Peter got, Rosenberg he's is. got yep. the late night show. He's got the late night online show. Yep, on Comcast. And yep. he's got Chance on. Either okay. it was last night or it's tonight. And one of the mm-hmm. one of the questions I was just watching the trailer because he was talking to Chance, and he was like, "How closer? Uh, tell me about the seven track album you're putting out with Kanye West." And like that was Ooh. it. And I was like, "Listen, a Chance, I th- that's that's what I'm all I want right now. I want a new." I want a new future album. I want a new Chance album. And if MF Doom could drop some tracks on me, I'd be very happy. But like, I also want more Beyonce. Yes, more Migos just (laughs) in general. Like, uh, I I love, I love Migos. Like, it's probably the whitest I'll ever sound. I love the Migos. (laughs) They're they're fucking great, man. They're fucking great. Webby, how am I supposed to talk about right now? There's not there's not much <laughs> no. more I can say after that. That's amazing. <laughs> so good. Webby, where can the people find you to find out more of your takes outside of just outside the, of my love, love, love the I love the Migos. I feel like Jerry Seinfeld. I love the Migos. Uh yo, you <laughs> so find good. me and all my crazy uh uh, uh musical takes at a Webster eighty four on Instagram and on Twitter. It's the same. Holler at your boy. And you can find me on Twitter retweeting at Cuffs the Legend. Yeah, you yeah, can yeah. find me. I'm so on glad Twitter. that I brought so much joy into your life with Cuffs. Webby, you know me too well. You and McAuliffe. McAuliffe, when he saw me the next day, he was just like, You are gobbling up all of this, aren't you? I'm like, Yes, this is amazing. <laughs> Got it. I'm enjoying this more than the NBA Finals. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. But yes, you can find me on Twitter at Shell Alexander and on Instagram at Shell Alexander. And don't forget, shout out to the people on YouTube who've been checking out the videos, liking the the videos, yes. commenting on the videos. We appreciate it. We love it. Shout out to you. Don't forget to subscribe. Keep telling us what you like, where you agree, where you disagree. Hit us up again. We're on YouTube, we're on iTunes, we're on SoundCloud. I had someone message saying that we should go up on, uh, uh, what's a Google Play? What's the Android one? What's it called? Is it Google Play? Yeah, yeah, Google Play. And uh, Spotify. Spotify. People were telling me other places. If if that's a thing that you guys want, let us know, and I'll look at it for sure. Why stop there, man? Deezus Amaro moving to Showtime. Viceland has a wide open time slot. Hey. You got to build from somewhere. You got to start from somewhere. <laughs> the right? brand is strong, as Jesus and Mero say. Webby, from your mouth to God's ears into the universe. I like it, Webby. Let's go. Hopefully you enjoyed this edition of the Ball on Blast podcast. As always, unpolished and unapologetic. Until next time, see ya. Peace. Ball on Blast.
This is Ball on Blast, part of the On Blast Podcast Network, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and YouTube. If you like it, then subscribe and tell your friends. Holla. On Blast.